Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Jay's Pack, Sex Caliber Bones a Lot, Madeline, Edward, Sunzi, Alyssa, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boise, Jeremy, Ali, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karun. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, please do so. But only do it if you're awake, because we don't want Freddy messing with the party. Okay, are you ready? I wrote this joke. Watch out. Hey, guys, everyone back up. Oh, no. Give Mikey room. He wrote this joke, guys. Give him room. Give him room. (laughs) I'm guessing that this movie thinks that life begins at Inception, but like the movie Inception. Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. But this week, instead of watching a scary movie, we watched, I think, an M.C. Escher-directed movie called <laughs> Nightmare, Nightmare on, on Elm, Elm Street, Street 5, The Dream, Dream Child. Child. Or as I call it, Dream Child Alive. <laughs> I just realized we didn't do a second laugh line, but fuck it. I'll figure it out and post. We can do one now because I also did not write anything else for the episode. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I thought I'd come out strong and then just that'd be it. And then just sit on my ass the rest of the time. So was this the first time either of you had seen this movie before? Yes. I think I've seen this when I was younger. They all kind of blur together. That's fair. After about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie's like old. This movie, the fifth in the franchise, came out in 1989, baby. So like, and here's the thing: whew. the 90s ones I remember being the weakest ones. What? Yeah, I the one after this is the most hated, which is wild. Well, that and the reboot. Here's what I loved about this film. Tell me everything. This film said, "Fuck it." Yes. Created rules of this franchise. Throw them out. They were just like. What if Freddy just showed up while I was diving or at dinner? And I was like, don't they have to fall asleep first? No. And then the characters will be like, 
I guess she fell asleep diving or at dinner. And I was like, did they? They weren't even <laughs> tired. They're all narcoleptics and didn't yeah. know it. Like, this is their first bout with narcolepsy. I was like, what's happening? But then they tried to explain it with the whole, it's the baby dreaming, which then sent me down a terrifying Google rabbit hole that I will share with you later in this, this oh, episode, I assume. Oh, no. I don't love the possible implications of that sentence, Paige. I am happy to share them with you because it, it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love that like when this film was made, ultrasounds were like a very invasive procedure. Like you don't need an ult. We don't do that unless it's an emergency. And nowadays they go like every like three weeks to get an ultrasound until like the baby's born, it feels like. Yeah, pretty much. If you have friends with kids, they're always like, here's the new ultrasound. I was like, cool, that's great. It could also be just expensive. You know, maybe she don't got insurance. She She's still a minor. She has plenty of insurance. <laughs> that assumes that her dad has insurance. Like being a minor doesn't just automatically give you insurance. It does in our state. You automatically get on 10 care if you are a minor in Tennessee. Thank you. But when did that start? Well, back in the 80s, you know, things weren't as bad. I'm sure you could be fine. Yeah, that's probably fair. It was like $40 for an ultrasound or whatever. That's probably true. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. This movie would have been being made around the time my mom was getting ultrasounds of me. So Wow. And also, this movie, the ultrasound, like, th that was a bit too high. Isn't it lower than the belly button? He puts it on the belly button. Like, you can angle it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you can. You can. And, and now the thing is smaller and they move it around. But, like, also... The thing that he uses for an ultrasound looks like the cricket press, which I know is only for my crafters out there. Okay. Tell me about cricket press. Tell me about crickets. Oh, yeah, Mikey, you love to know about crickets. Okay, so. <laughs> we need to catch the listeners up that weren't the live show because Mikey ate a shit ton of crickets when we were in L.A. Mikey got fucking trashed and ate like 20 crickets. The video is on my Instagram post. It is. And I can tell that I may have had too many because I danced through much of the video as I'm eating. You do. You, you're like, yes, I'm so excited to eat bugs. At mrandolph24 if you want to watch Mikey chair dancing while eating crickets. For free. For you. Well, not for free. We paid for tickets to the events. Actually, it cost us a lot for you to eat those crickets. No, I'm talking about for the listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's oh, free yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. I was, I was going to say it cost us a lot, but I'm pretty sure we got our money worth. Fuck yes. All because our new sponsor, Cricket Mobile. Cricket <laughs> Mobile. <laughs> Holy shit. If that had been an ad, oh, my God. Oh, what a wonderful drop. <laughs> so subversive. So funny. Cricket Mobile, reach out to me. I will eat crickets live on air for your cell phone service if the money's right. Mikey, you got to specify that they're like seasoned crickets and stuff. Oh, cooked. They got to be cooked. Yeah. Also, I would never cheat on Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile's where it's at, baby. How dare you? I would never. Mint Mobile forever. Okay, so a cricket crafter. So cricket is a company that makes... <laughs> This is where this started. Oh my God, that's what we were talking about. You asked me to explain what it was. Yeah. Welcome back to Paige's Crafting Corner. Welcome back to my Crafting Corner. So it cuts vinyl sheets and like a, a number of other things. And it's computerized. So you can like send it a picture from your computer. It cuts it. And then you take that vinyl and you iron it on to stuff. Like it does a bunch of other things, but that's like its main thing, right? Well, 
they were like, what if you have something that's pretty big and it's going to take a while to iron it with a regular iron? So they made just this giant square of iron, basically. So it's like you just pick it up and set it down on whatever you're ironing and then you put it back. And it looks exactly like the ultrasound in this movie. So like an upside down hibachi grill? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's the top of a George Foreman grill? Yeah, it's like the top of a George Foreman. Are you crafting or making the best paninis ever, Paige? <laughs> uh, craft paninis. Craft ninis. Craft ninis. My mom came to visit and I just had a whole craft weekend where I made a tiny little amigurumi yeti. And so like, it's I'm, I got crafts on the brain. That shit was very cute you posted it in your instagram stories i loved it i posted it on instagram loved it guys yes but anyway that's what the ultrasound thing looks like is the, the cricket <laughs> press i love us like forcing us to close every loop <laughs> feels like the end of inception when he's coming out of it like i'm like okay go okay we ended that bit now we got to go back to that bit we were doing and then end that Oh, God. And then in the back, you just hear that, like, no, no, it's just Leonardo DiCaprio falling down in slow motion into a bathtub full of water. That that was in that movie, right? I think you mean, let's talk about the best bit of this film. What? People falling down an umbilical cord into a baby. There's that. But also, this movie <laughs> is conservatively 30 minutes of people just running down hallways like this. This is a visual bit. You guys can't see it. But she's like looking around a room like she's crazy. You couldn't see it. She's going left and then right wildly, left, but also right. not fast. Left, right. Just dramatically. But also, if you saw saw the movie you know exactly what we're talking about and one character gets ahad let's talk about him oh it actually happens a few times and every time it happened i literally went i could i was so happy he's like i'm gonna become my soup my favorite superhero i'm beautiful and bad his powers are he has a gun he has guns and i was like bro Freddy becomes Superman. You pulled a gun on a dude. Like <laughs> it was bringing a Punisher to the Avengers fight. Uh, I'm sorry that his comics are more grounded in reality. Yeah. I'm sorry that he's just a Swedish band falling into a comic <laughs> to fall in love with a girl. Run it away. Freddy's going to ruin my day. He's going to eat my face. He's got a hand in its only claws, but I'm running away. I'm falling into this baby. Take <laughs> on me. Take on me. Freddy Krueger. Okay, we're going to stop. we got to stop. Yeah, we got to I think this movie would have been better. How dare you? Here's how I would wrote this movie. Would have been This would have been a way darker take. <gasps> oh, yes. I know where you're going. She decides to keep the baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. One friend dies. The rest of the friends gang up to try to kill her and the baby to save themselves. I thought you meant just like push her down every staircase like i thought you meant like that i didn't i didn't think they were gonna try and kill their friend no but like just be like hey you deciding to keep this baby is killing us yeah just like starting to slip are you 46 into her coffee every morning you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. yeah 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 because his one friend who got the ahad friend he was like oh yeah i respect that we'll just find another way and then like someone <laughs> dies the next day and then i said is he as supportive 24 hours later with two friends dead <laughs> That's a good question. One of those was his girlfriend or the girl he had a crush on. The girl he had a crush on. Yeah. Oof. 
That's a, that was a dark one. But I mean, like, that's where I think the movie should have gone and would have gone. That would have been wild. But I also I was too busy being like, can babies dream? Because the timeline of this movie is bonkers. And I'll go over it once we get to the credits because the credits play into it. Well, yeah, the baby's only like three weeks, maybe max. Not even Mike. Well, it depends. The movie doesn't give us enough information is what I will argue. Probably six to eight weeks if it's detectable in the bloodstream like how they I would assume they figured it out well but she's getting full ultrasounds and stuff but then also (laughs) fuck it I'll do it now hell yeah let's do it now we're gonna have these questions all movie we are we are saving you time from having to explain to us a million stupid things that you're just going to tell us right now. <laughs> Mikey and I are super dumb when it comes to shit like this. No, I, I know a lot about pregnancy for reasons. We I know. know, Mikey. We don't have to dig into it, but you're lucky this is an airport. Uh-huh. I Googled this. <sighs> uh, be- because there's some things that I was like, that's a little weird, you know, or whatever. You mean the whole film? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the whole film is a little weird. The whole film is weird. But specifically, because at a certain point when she says, oh, it's the baby's dreams and I'm thinking back over the movie and I'm like, "Okay, so that means that the first time she's having these dreams are when the baby is dreaming them. And the first one she has is like right after she gets out of bed with Dan Mm -hmm. to the point where I was like, do they believe that babies dream at conception? (laughs) Like, this is crazy. (laughs) You're killing your baby's dreams. Pro life. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I went down a rabbit hole and the question of do babies dream is kind of inconclusive. What they have found is that around 23 weeks They have observed instances of REM sleep or rapid eye movement, Mm -hmm. which is when we would typically have dreams. Like be in a dreamatic state, if you will. Yeah, I would assume they would have to develop a brain and then eyes and then things to be able to do all of these things. Correct. So uh, like roughly 23 weeks, they've observed rapid eye movement. So that leads them to think that potentially babies are dreaming during that time But because they have almost no external stimuli, they think that if they have any dreams, it is just kind of nebulous about what they are feeling being inside their mother. That's what they think. (laughs) I'll tell you what I'm feeling being inside their mother. Uh, Their mother? Mother. (laughs) Mother. But 23 (laughs) weeks is like second trimester. Yeah. So, So she'd be probably showing. At no point in this movie does she show. Half an hour into this movie, she finds out that she is pregnant, which would lead us to believe, unless she is just not keeping track of her cycle, that she is somewhere between eight to 12 weeks max. I think it's less because I think the credits pause it. Well, it can't be less because they wouldn't be able to detect it less. Oh, I know. The movie doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying the credits show you the inception. That's the sex. I, I mean, I think that's what I think so. Has a zygote killed as many people as this baby? Thoughts. Because, and this is what's crazy because <laughs> the credits show what would it be implied to be the sex act that starts this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then her immediately having one of those dreams. But that's impossible because even if that is the sex act that helped conceive, implantation takes time so like it wouldn't even be that day the the people who wrote this just have no idea it has no brains the first 24 hours you're like 14 cells well but not only that and that's 14 hours when it's like sperm has met egg and then implanted which could be days later 
but in this movie, they have sex. Literally, the next day is graduation. Yeah. Like, if we are following the timeline of this film, that baby is four days old. That baby is four days since conception. It's not old anything. It's pre-old. It's yeah. pre-old. The fetus is four <laughs> days in, yeah. I guess. But in the dream world, it is 14. Yeah, well, it's, it's like 10 or 11. Like, that kid is, yeah. Anyway, I loved it because this movie is absolute nonsense in the best way. It's wild. I also loved it, but it I didn't love it as much as Dream Warriors, which I realized like Dream Warriors is still the best. Yeah. Dream but, but Dream Warriors is the peak of the franchise. You can't compare it to Dream Warriors. I agree. Is this the same actress who played Julie before or what? I, I don't know. At least the same characters come back at least another time. One character. She's from Dream Warrior. And, and I guess the boyfriend. No, she's not in Dream Warrior. That's completely different. Remember, there's one in between. She's Alice that the Dream War. She's the one that they find in the last movie that the, the leftover Dream Warriors find. The, yeah, that they find and they empower her. But she's the only existing character. Gotcha. But then they treat it as if we should be like, yeah, of course, we're right after. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. Yeah, it took me. I was like, oh. Uh, forgot about the whole thing yeah uh, it's not important but i do know that freddie was a little less goofy this time which was surprising but the whole thing was it's just because he's written bad because he has a million and a half one-liners that are not one-liners yeah. like they are not punchlines they are just facts they're just him saying bitch yeah bitch which <laughs> love it man when he's talking to his mom at the very beginning and she's like i'm gonna stop you he's like never gonna happen bitch i was like god <laughs> that's your mom freddie that's your mom what's my favorite word bitch <laughs> like he's it's like he's played by too short in this movie <laughs> i totally forgot that the whole backstory from dream warrior was that like freddie's conceived from like a hundred different serial killers that but that's a retcon because like that's never brought in until the movie right before this one okay that's the first time we ever hear about that i thought in dream warriors that's the ghost of his mom shows up too no that's four Four is the one with the ghost of his mom. All of these movies run together, and I love that. They do run together. Four is the one with the ghost of his mom, and, and it basically could, this could have been four. Not much changes between the two. It's just a different set of names that die. Except the baby concept. Yeah, it's a different set of names that die plus the baby. Yeah, they just had these friends fall asleep doing everything. Well, that's the thing. They're not. It's the baby's dream. They're yeah. getting sucked into the baby's dream. Uh, let me close the loop on Alice because she was played by Lisa Wilcott, and she was first Alice in Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, and then she reprises the role in this movie but does not return to the franchise after this. Yeah, well, none of the characters do. Yeah. I think we have the really bad one and then New Nightmare, which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But we will get there, I am sure. Yes. I do like the pacing where it just starts bonkers. No, Mikey. I hate it. The pacing of this movie is terrible. This movie is impossible to tell when the dream starts and stops. This movie is 70% dreams and 30% plot. It is 15 minutes of plot. Just like my book. <laughs> <laughs> the one you're writing or reading? Mikey's reading, writing. Marithmetic? What are you saying, Mikey? I'm writing it, but also reading it back. You know? <laughs> okay. Got it. I cannot wait to read slash and or hear that. Yeah. So do you guys want to go through this movie scene by scene? 
sure for as, as much as they are scenes oh i know everything feels like a fever dream in this movie and i was here for it yeah so we open on roughly 10 and a half minutes of credits in a 90 minute film it was infuriating Paige. you know i was like livid i know you hate it <laughs> i mean at least it was a sex scene you can barely tell it's a sex scene. Like, it's, like, shot terribly. It's it's all shoulders and stomachs. Oh, I kind of like that. little old-fashioned, like, oh, what are they doing? You know what I'm saying? Nice shoulders. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy the parts of it that I could identify as shoulders. But then there were other parts I was like, I don't know what that is. And then at one point there was a foot, and I was, like, kinky. And then it was, like, jaw lines, and I was like, who is this? <laughs> and then it kept going. I love that the only thing Paige said kinky to was... Was the foot we all heard it we all heard it yep clearly she is hiding a foot thing from the community and i think it's time she made a statement about it page to you they're like the furthest point from the shoulders why would i be in defeat they're also the most tentacle like i suppose i think tongues are more tentacle like just putting it out there and we wish you'd stop putting your tongue out there page like it's a lot <laughs> please <laughs> keep it in your mouth it's not my fault it has suckers anyway a lot of shoulders and stomachs a lot of credits a lot of names i was like there's no way literally everyone who helped in the production of this movie does not get a front credit screen that looks like it was written in crayon like scary scary crayon 100 was just blue crayon on like a dry erase board creepy think about erasing it <laughs> scary <laughs> Anyway, the credits end. She gets out of bed and goes to take a shower where we do get a gratuitous shot of boobies because this is a nightmare film. It's actually, this is going to sound insane. It's a little classier than other movies sure. in the franchise because it's behind that like opaque on some level. Sh shower door. Shower yeah. door, right? So you you can see you can see enough. Yeah, yeah. But like it's not nearly like what you usually get in these kinds of movies. Yeah, tell me more. Nope. Signs of the times, man. Anyway, the drain starts bubbling and like brown stuff is coming out, which I would have assumed was sewer water and immediately gotten out of the shower. Same. But I mean, she was like locked in. She couldn't get out because she does try eventually. But I'll agree when I see brown water coming out of the like drain, I don't want to like stick my hand in it and be like, oh, what's that or whatever. I'm going to be like, oh, that's shit. I'm getting out of the shower. It's definitely shit. <laughs> oh, man, I shit the shower again. <laughs> again. Have you ever shit a shower, Mikey? That pause is way too long. That was way too long to not know the answer to have you shit in the shower, my friend. How, wait, like a full on like log? No. How do you have shit a shower and why why wasn't it counted as a full shit? Because sometimes a little bit comes out if you go far too hard. Do you then just like waffle stomp it down the drain? No, then you throw up in the shower. And then you're, then you're ashamed. Mikey, this sounds like his voice, Paige. Did you hear it? He's got real <laughs> remorse there. Like, this happened. Then you go to therapy, and then you, like, just throw bleach in the shower, and then you cry, and you mix the bleach with your tears to get the perfect cleaning solution <laughs> of your, cleans up your shame real nice. Oh, 
I don't think I have as an adult. As a child, I'm sure I oh, of crapped course. in a bathtub because kids do all the time. But as an adult, I, I can't say that I recall having done that. Where is the child line of it is acceptable to still be shitting in the tub and like no longer acceptable to be shitting in the tub? Like, where's that line? I think the line is once you're considered old enough to bathe on your own where you just won't drown, it's no longer acceptable. Okay. Y'all never just had like a little shart in the shower <laughs> or anything? No. <laughs> Mikey, no. Can't say that I did. Not where poop came out. I have gotten out of the shower to go poop because I thought something like that was going to happen. Those are the worst poops, too. Yeah, they're really bad. That, honestly, this is not even a joke. Most people that die in bathrooms die running from a shower or bath to the toilet and they slip and hit their head. Like, that is the most dangerous of transfers. All I'm saying is shit where you are in the bathroom. Don't (laughs) risk your life. Oh, wow. So now you're pro. Okay. (laughs) I've never done it personally, Mikey, but I think it's your shower. You can shit wherever you want. Flip flop. (laughs) I just think I'm more honest than you two. And that's fine. That's fine. I'm vulnerable. I'm being vulnerable. I I told you I've gotten out of the shower to go poop. I have just never shit in the shower that I can recall. Not full on. There's like a tiny amount. Not even a tiny amount. Time to get get out. But also that doesn't happen to me very often. We're like a tiny. Any amount comes out. You don't poop. I don't understand. No, no, no. Like, yeah. Oh, you if, got you. You got a lot of fiber in your diet. I got solid poops. That's good for you. That is good because for me, I'm like, once it gets to the entrance, I, I kind of know if it's gonna be good or bad, and if I think I'm gonna chance it, I find a toilet. Never trust a fart. Exactly. We are talking into a very public microphone, I will remind you. And we're talking about, like, consistencies on which we're willing to risk it, you know? Hey, I'm saying <laughs> I don't risk it. I watched three kids get eaten by a fetus down a hole. So, like, that's the movie part. And that was the power Freddie gave him. Yeah. Loved it. No notes. And Freddie's a child molester, so there's just like a lot of like weird, unsaid stuff happening. Well, with the whole son of a hundred maniacs thing, they almost like retcon some of the well, and and also in the beginning, he's a child killer, not necessarily a child molester. Although I would say those things usually go hand in hand. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, when she gets when the when the when the nerd gets the book of Freddie stuff. Molestation is a word on one of the articles that he shows her. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so she doesn't get out of the shower when she should have. Uh, and then the shower fills up with water, which, by the way, I have a shower like this in my master bathroom, and it can't even keep my floor clean with regular water. So it definitely couldn't hold water like this. It was a dream. Yeah, it was a dream. <laughs> yeah. She got Captain Ron. I've Does still that happen in that movie? I. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I can't do this. Jake part. watched it recently, but it was while I was recording. So they are in the boat, and a rag gets stuck in the drain, and they and they're like they're trying to have sour, sour sex in like a cruise size shower. Are you just obsessed with boats now? Oh, wait till later in this episode when he starts making down periscope references. Page that, well, that was like <laughs> this is the down un, under the the docks under the boardwalk show that you watch. No, Captain Ron is not a luxury liner. He is just a captain for sale. Sale. S A I I don't think we can do Captain Ron. It's not. No, I don't think so. I looked into it, but no. Anyway, their shower fills up and then they spill out naked. Cool. That's what happens in this movie, except she spills out into a mental facility where she is now a nun. 
but for some reason, they just have her loose among a bunch of patients that they just have like in a room together where they can easily harm each other or themselves. And they're just like counting and they're like 71, 72. Fuck it. There's 100. Let's go. And she's like, no, take me with you. And they like lock her in there and she immediately gets assaulted. Yeah. Just counting to 100 is the worst way to verify that all the prisoners are there and like that there aren't still nuns among them, which why would they just be loose among? It's because they were like, is anyone here? And she said, none. None. <laughs> so that's, so what you're saying is it's on her. Like she shouldn't have said none. Well, she saw that the teacher from urban legend was there. So maybe she should have <laughs> gotten out faster. Is this what the band is based off of? Thousand Maniacs or whatever that band is. Is that a band? I don't know. I thought that was 10,000 Maniacs. Oh, that's 10 times worse than what Freddy's mom went through. 10 times worse. That's like Hitler level. I, I also, like, <laughs> she gets brutally attacked. Yes. And, and I hate that the movie uses that as, like, a, a recurring plot point. I really do. It's so off-putting. I was like, are we really bringing this back as, like, a major point of this film? Yeah. And yes, they are. And it's just disturbing. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, not done well and, like, ugh. It's bad. I, I don't like it. It's my least favorite part of the film. Yeah, but it does have the teacher from Urban Legend in it, so that's kind of cool. He's actually in a lot of this movie, you'll find, Paige. Yeah, like Little Easter Egg. Anyway, Alice wakes up screaming, and she is alone, which for me was more alarming because I'm like, she doesn't wonder how she got to bed clothed alone, but then they show the open window. So he just like climbed out the open window. That shot was cool though, because the way he was like on her yeah, and then it just like slowly pans out and he just jumps out the window. But like, it looks like he was never there to begin with. It's a really well done shot. Yes. But we cut to graduation the next day, which it's the weirdest graduation I've ever seen. Cause there seems to be conservatively 10 students and 40 parents. I've been to a graduation like that. The homeschool coalition graduates another <laughs> yep. another batch of really great grad yeah, graduates. Because I went to a very small private school and we still had like a full ass graduation. This was like we arranged some folding chairs and hoped for the best. And we just printed off your diploma off of GED online. Yes. I don't know how homeschool works. I don't know. I think you mean G-O-D online. G-O-D online? I got my G-O-D. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> anyway, so this is where we meet like her group of friends for like 10 seconds because we're only going to learn two to three things about each one of them before they die. <laughs> <laughs> but pay attention, though, because the one thing we learn about them is also how they die. Did we just do a movie like that? Yes. But quick pop quiz. What movie was it? Was it the last movie we did? It was it was Scream 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. It was 5 Cream. I played football. Honestly, I'm going to lose my mind if we go back to a movie that has like regular causality to it. Because I'm not going to know what to expect. We did. We did talk to me. That was before Scream 5. That was three weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. It was three weeks ago. And then this movie... We're going to have to, like, ease back out of, like, nonsense movies. Todd, I don't know what rivers have to do with this. Oh, did I say causeways? No, you said causality. I speak Mikey. That's what's happening. Dozens of people think it's fun and charming. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the dozens of people about to die in this film. 
So we meet her pretty skinny friend whose mom is convincing her to have an eating disorder. Greta is her name because you hear her mom yelling it at her. We meet Yvonne, who is her friend who is both a competitive Olympic hopeful diver, but also works nights as a candy striper in the hospital. You know, for plot reasons. Yeah. As as, as a... uh, (laughs) ultrasound technician at night i moonlight as a night shift ultrasound technician oh what no i'm a senior in high school and i i have that job (laughs) well big government says teenagers can't work anymore (laughs) uh then we have mark who is their friend who is wearing like such questionable clothes Like, he is wearing what the spin doctors could only dream of later. How dare you? With a, like, a vest, a very patterned vest with, like, Boy Scout patches on it, but it's not a Boy Scout vest, and crazy hair. And he is super into comics. They were just like, what's the weirdest guy we could make? That guy. And they made my friend Lee, who loves (laughs) skateboards and comic books. I was like, I love this guy. Yeah, well, he kind of looks like Max Headroom. (laughs) Well, it's because the hair, yeah. A little bit, but he's also wearing, I would say that his clothing teeters very closely to the edge of cultural appropriation, where more than once in this movie, I was like, is that a dashiki? And it's not, but it's close. (laughs) Oh, his vest? No, no, no. The things he's wearing under (laughs) the vest. There's a couple scenes where he walks by and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is <laughs> Every time he walked on, I was like, oh, yeah, it's the 80s. Like, I, I had to say that to myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to remind myself. Early 90s is what he comes off as. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is on the cusp of all of that. He walked off the set of PCU into this movie. <laughs> I get that, Mikey. Paige, you never see PCU? No. Is that a romantic one? You would hate it and mikey i think it might be what is this pcu yeah i'm gonna file that away jeremy piven as a college student and he's full-on bald <laughs> he is bald um it's not a romance it's uh, classified as an american comedy film akin to animal house okay anyway then we have dan her boyfriend who is just attractive generically hot (laughs) i hey i get it i would have let dan crawl in and out of my window all night let's go i have so much to say about dan's death sequence like so much to say we we you gotta wait till we get there but yes it is fucking nuts it is crazy on many levels every one of them are nuts and i cannot wait to go through it with you guys his is the most we'll get there his is the most because it like works back on itself the (laughs) most times inception it. Okay, we wait. We have. To, I, I've been okay. I gotta stop. This is what I'm most excited to talk about. Oh, really? Anyway, so at graduation, Dan gives her tickets to Paris, and he's like, "We're gonna go to Paris for the summer." And she's like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" But I also don't see my dad at my graduation because, if you recall from the last movie, he had a bit of a drinking problem. But it seems like he's gotten help, and he does in fact show up, and they do take pictures, and that's very nice. I mean, he seems like on the up and up this whole film. Yeah, he seems like he turned his life around. He's very supportive. Yeah, yeah. He became a friend of Bill or whatever. You know, he's on the he's working a plan. Friend of Bill. Isn't that what it is? I don't know. But yes, it's an AA term, I think. Bill something started AA. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, uh, William Wilson founded AA. Being a friend of Bill is like, it's like a clue that you're like in AA. Ah, uh, I always think of friend of as like friend of Dorothy. <laughs> That's the one I'm more familiar with. Well, okay, so I think it's sort of based on that because it's a way to like ask somebody if they're in AA without outing them publicly, right? Get around the yeah. stigma, yeah. And I do sort of think friend of Dorothy started that way, but for a different purpose, right? Well, I hearing this now, I'm guessing friend of Dorothy was meant to be as a play on that. Or vice versa, I'm not sure. AA, I would imagine coined that phrase well i don't know i guess i couldn't 100 well aa is from like 1898 or something maybe or 1920 it's pretty early and i think it predates wizard of oz potentially which is the only reason i would think that that would potentially predate 1935 so around the same time yeah around the same time who knows oh five years before wizard of oz okay so then that that one is first okay, so this this checks out so she tells dan that she had a weird dream last night and it was about freddie and she was like not exactly but i wasn't in control it was really weird i i don't know what's going on and he's like well don't worry about it we'll check in on this later so his parents grab him for a photo shoot thing for graduation and he's talking to this coach who's gonna have him like play football next year but none of that matters because we already know the most about him which means he's gonna die first yes i mean he dies like immediately guys immediately <laughs> because alice after graduation is like i have to go work a shift at the diner from the last movie yeah because we did go to that diner briefly in the last movie which is wild that she still works there and i don't remember the last one it, it is not very memorable much like this one not very memorable. So she's on her way to work. She sees the kids in the park playing and singing the Freddy song. So she follows one of them into the dark woods, which again, bitch, why? I would never follow them. I would run away. Yeah. Also the optics. Like you don't want to chase children kids into, into the, the woods. woods. Yeah. <laughs> also a very good point, Mikey. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but she ends up at the tower and she's following the nun, which we know now is Amanda Kruger. Yeah. And she follows her. There's like a giant evil demon pram, which again, a, a pram versus a stroller. Stroller is one that you sit up in. Pram is one you lay down in. Although there are strollers that you lay down in, but this is definitely a pram. So at the end of this movie, does she turn that pram into a stroller because he sits down in it? Well, uh, again, so strollers can be sit down or lay down. Prams are only lay down. Okay. So it's always a pram, but it does skew him which is nice i guess yeah it becomes a brain relator i'm uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to say pain bulator but it just a, yeah. a brain bulator uh, so she we then cut to her on a stretcher uh seemingly living through amanda giving birth but then she has like an out-of-body experience where she's watching amanda give birth <laughs> and it's this whole thing and amanda gives birth and they're like uh it's fucked up but it's a god's creature so we have to be nice to it and she's like no but then it turns out to be baby freddy who like runs around and chases her and growls yeah he has the head of an adult and is already evil but the body of a tadpole well and already burned and i'm like this movie treats Freddy's skin as if he was born with it. I was like, no, that's from him being burned for attacking children. Maybe it's Maybelline. It's not a burn. I was born this way. <laughs> I, I'm so glad we're finally talking about my favorite part of the movie, where they're chasing around a minutes old Freddy with an adult head who looks like he's a burn victim. This thing was hilarious to me. I was like, Allie McBeal, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Freddie's just like, <laughs> you can't see this if you're listening, but, but I'm doing, doing the dancing dance, baby yeah. dance. Yeah. 
Yeah. R.I.P. Aaliyah. The dancing baby. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Dancing baby. <laughs> dancing Freddy. That baby married with three kids now. Yeah. And <laughs> loves the movie PCU, Paige. <laughs> Whatever. I heard that baby was almost cast in Urban Legend, but then they went with Robert England instead. <laughs> I'm only saying this because Urban Legend was on the other day. <laughs> I know. That was literally Horror Virgin's second episode, and I am the only person who survived. Right. So, like, we should revisit. We should revisit some of those early ones. Yeah, me. I, Jennifer's Body. That's the one I want to revisit. No one ever lets me talk about the movie, and I love it so much. I'd love to revisit. <laughs> anyway, they run around for longer than a baby should be able to. Oh, you mean because it's a baby, and a baby can't even really crawl? Yeah. Like, it's a baby-ass baby, like straight out the womb, baby. Baby horses come out, and they can run around. That is true. Maybe he's part horse. Well, his voice sounds like it. Bitch. Da-da-da. Nay. <laughs> Nay, bitch. Nay. <laughs> he's got a horse voice. See, it all comes around. You're you're right. Anyway, he's running around, and there's like a, a chapel kind of thing in this tower that we saw in the last movie. We're seeing it in this one, and it's all kind of broken down. And he runs around and then like gets on the altar and then turns into grown-up Freddy with one of his arms being all long and fucked up. Yeah. And he's just like, it's a boy. <laughs> That was like worst gender reveal ever. <laughs> I love this gender reveal party. How dare you? Do you guys think he was circumcised? I mean, maybe accidentally by the but gloves. But he did it himself by <laughs> mistake. Gloves, yeah. yeah. It's just the only thing that would make it funnier is if he would be like, it's a boy. And then like a balloon pops and like blue powder comes out. So I guess it's he's already burned because he's like re being born in a dream world. And yes. It's because he's in a dream. Yes. Right. I have craziest gender reveal story you've ever witnessed go no mine is if i ever had the opportunity to do one here's how i'm gonna do it Aww. okay okay first we all go to alcatraz what secondly i get either pink or blue flares third i recreate the end of the movie <laughs> the rock while i'm just on the edge of alcatraz holding up the flares and then you guys winners fuck the prom queen <laughs> and it's a girl <laughs> that's cool i've never been to alcatraz i'm looking forward to that honestly mikey it doesn't hurt anybody like i'm not flying a plane into a you know maybe some seagulls oh the plane hit the second tower it's a boy <laughs> oh no oh my god oh no oh no is it because you get a picture of Pierce Brosnan after that happens? Oh, my God. No, that's the one Robert Patterson was in. Oh. <laughs> I have been to Alcatraz, and it is somewhat depressing and underwhelming. Well, yeah, because no one did a gender reveal, babe. <laughs> that's what it means. They're not very popular in California because they keep starting wildfires. Oh, I know. It's a thing. Yeah. I also, it's, we it's weird. It's, it's strange. Oh, I, I honestly think gender reveals are very strange. I don't need to be like... Here are the genitals my child might have. <laughs> I just think maybe it should be a special moment between you and your partner and your doctor, maybe. Or I am a huge fan of people just not finding out and then just being like, take whatevs. That's not practical for me. Yeah. I fully support your right not to find out, but I'm going to need to find out. I don't know that I would tell anybody. I've had like three or four friends that didn't find out Oof. and it's been fine. And I'm like, that sounds kind of fun. Oh, so for me, I, I would want to like paint the room a certain color and shit like that. People who don't 
know the sex. It's like, tell me you don't have anxiety without telling me you don't have anxiety. Yeah, no, for sure. Tell me you're well adjusted. Yeah. Let, let me say th that's not a thing I have anxiety about. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Where it does, it, do, it would not matter which because I would love it regardless. So it doesn't matter. I don't know. If it started killing us one by one, I might be a little less supportive. I might say, hey, then maybe I'd look into it. <laughs> but I think for me, a gender reveal would be a really fun time for a prank and just pick a random color and then be like, it's a baby. We're having a baby. And then people be like, we know. And it's like presents. I'd be so, I'd be like, I flew to California for this bullshit. <laughs> I love that your second yell was a demand. It was like, present me. <laughs> present. That was awesome. Or, and this is what I, I think I've talked about on the show before, but to make it look like a chest burster. Oh. To like invite everyone over to a baby shower and then chest burster on the table and it pops out. I think that'd be fun. That's a fun bit you could do whether you're pregnant or not. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Any spaghetti night could be a regretty night <laughs> if you chest burst her on the table. Are you shart too hard in the shower? That's just you, man. That's just you. Although I'm, I feel like when this comes out in the Facebook group, there's going to be a million and a half people who are just like, I shart in the shower too. Solidarity for Mikey. Yeah. I'm just here to represent you, the little guy. In your shower. <laughs> and the little guy that you, you left in the while shower. While you gambled on a fart <laughs> while soaking wet. I'm sorry, friend. In Mikey's defense, at least it would be clean almost immediately because you're like in the shower. Yeah. There are way worse places to shart. What is a shower if not a giant bidet? I honestly hate how coherently that was said. Like, <laughs> You fucking nailed it, and I was not ready for you to have nailed it. None of us were ready. I was like, I, there's no joke there for me to make because that's just so accurate. That's too accurate. Anyway, so it's grown up Freddy. It's a boy! <laughs> and Amanda shows up and basically tells us how the movie's going to have to end yep. immediately, and then no one puts two and two together for the entire movie. She was like, your birth was a curse. I won't let you use me to come back. So you have to look for me in the tower and then return me to anyway, ex exposition, bye. And then Freddie's just like, we'll see, bitch. And you're like, what happens? We will see. We will see. Paige, it's not about the destination. It's about, it's about the, the journey. journey. Yeah. If not, she would have just taken the eagle straight to Amanda Kruger at the beginning. Maybe she fucking should have. <laughs> Alice is dumb. I I agree with you because I was like, she told you what to do. I was like, I my next stop would have been the tower. <laughs> like, anyway, we cut to the diner where Alice has now showed up to work four hours late, and everyone was just like, "Thanks, bitch." Here's <laughs> your apron. <laughs> anyway, she calls Dan and is just like, "It happened again. I lost time. I went through this thing. It's definitely Freddie, but I'm awake and I don't really know how this happened. But like, this is not good." Meanwhile, Dan is at the pool party at the school where they're just like breaking glass everywhere around this pool. It is a very, it's a hazard. It looks terrible. Like when he crushes that beer bottle with his hand and starts yes! bleeding, I was like, I would have to leave. Like I wouldn't want to be around that. Like I would go home immediately. Well, also I was like, what was that beer bottle made out of candy? <laughs> like, it was it's just... sugar glass, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely sugar glass. But this shit right here is why I always tell Mikey I'm going to go hang out at his pool, but I never go. Oh. I'm afraid that there's like beer cans just 
out in the yard waiting for me to step my like gross little feet on. I feel like your feet would survive. I'm not worried about hurting your feet. I'm worried about my pool getting ripped open when you step foot in it. Yeah, because you've got those like plates like an armadillo. <laughs> yeah, I just have vinyl siding on that pool and you could have tearing it open. <laughs> Honestly, Mikey, I don't think I should walk around in your backyard because thousands of years later they'll be like, oh, a dinosaur walked here. <laughs> No, bro, I want you to because I'm going to do like a little like. You got to make casts of your footprints. Yeah, I'm going to make a cast and be like, be like, it was here, the Chupacabra. Ah, the Todd Squatch, that famous Middle Tennessee myth. I thought the Todd Squatch was your most famous sexual position. <laughs> Only few have survived to tell the tale, Mikey. Hear me out. We make a porcelain cast of Todd's foot and we give it away at a live show. Page like a Bigfoot foot. I love that. It's like talk to me, but footsies. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now that Mikey says that, I'm a little bit concerned it'll go to someone who like really likes feet. No, 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 no. Because people well, who really like feet are not gonna get it. They're not gonna not want to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the fake Bigfoot imprints that you can buy at like cryptid yeah, conventions yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I think we should sell them at our booth. And then date it. Todd Squatch 2023. <laughs> 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 oh, that'd be so fucking funny <laughs> anyway so they're at the pool party and they're all talking about like what everyone else is going to do so yvonne this is where we find out she's a diver but then she's about to go to her shift for plot reasons and then we find out that greta has like a dinner party with her mom but that dinner party doesn't actually happen until like the next day we find out yeah it's true it's the next day yeah mm -hmm. maybe greta just didn't want to hang out anymore I don't know. Well, it's clear that there's something with her and Mark. At least that Mark really likes her. But I kind of got the vibe that Greta was kind of feeling it. I thought so, too. Mark is like, you know, he's a little Zach Morrissey. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not a bad looking guy. Yeah. He may not be like buff like Brad or whatever the fuck. But like. um, I think you mean Dan. Is that is that his name? Who cares? Put some respect on his pecs. All I'm saying is Mark is going to ski the K-12 with one leg for Greta in, in college against Dave or whatever. Dan. Dan <laughs> is a Dan shit. My bad. Yeah. And also like, first off, you're comparing this guy to Zach Morris. He is no Zach Morris, my friend. Who, Mark? Yes. I mean, the Dan guy is more Slater. Are you wearing a collared shirt underneath your hoodie? No, this is a t-shirt. It's my R2-D2 shirt. Okay. It looked like you were wearing an ascot for a second, and I was like, what? The thing you don't understand about this movie is that the deaths get better with age. <laughs> he's like, no, he's super cool. Look at him drawing his comic books just like Zach Morris. I was like, first off, this guy's not getting Kelly. What's go we're going to have to do that right now. He's no Zach Morris. I mean, okay. But Dan, though. But Dan would. Dan and Zach Morris. We get to watch Dan put a shirt back on, and I was like, okay, now take it back off slower. <laughs> Dan snuck into her window, made a Freddy Krueger, and went home. Yeah. And then became a ghost. That's how badly he did not want to raise that child. He literally ghosts her. <laughs> what are you talking about? He gave everything to that child. He was fed to his own child. <laughs> Oh my God, he was. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> well, but not before being turned into like a Mad Max Fury Road acolyte. But like <laughs> he conservatively is like 32 years old oh, yeah. easily. Yeah. I mean, it was the times. That man is a CPA, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that man is maybe a personal trainer. <laughs> They're like, what are you doing after high school, Dan? 
I'm going to work construction. Yeah. <laughs> I have my own firm. I'm a licensed <laughs> subcontractor. <laughs> I built this school. <laughs> With my bare, meaty man hands. <laughs> I like Dan. <laughs> no shit, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. She got in a tape measure, measured from shoulder to shoulder, and was like, yeah, I like Dan, as she rolls it back up. Well, that's, go- that's a work for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan gets, he gets the phone call, and he gets like, this next sequence is wild. It is insane, Mikey, and you've been dying to talk about it. I feel like the movie was like, oh, fuck, we're too short. What could we just do a second time to make the movie longer? <laughs> And I think it's Dan. What can we literally just copy and paste? Yes, because he he gets the phone. He gets in the car. The car becomes Freddy. Right. And then Freddy appears and is driving in the car next to him. Yes. Yep. And straps him in with his own arm, which is really <laughs> cool. I guess. I, I mean, for safety, Paige. Duh. Buckle up. Yeah. Buckle up, bitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the car crashes head on. Yeah. And then he mm-hmm. wakes up again, and then we do it all over again on a motorcycle. Yeah. Right. It's dreamception. Right. But on the motorcycle, he no shit turns into one of the guys from Mad Max. Yes. Where like, if he had just been like, witness me, as he crashed again, I would have been like, that fits. Yeah. And I was like, oh, does he just fall asleep when the baby sucks him in, and then? And he looks like a Mad Max thing? No. I have no idea because that's how we see him later when the baby sucks him in, just like the chrome of Valhalla. Like <laughs> yeah. that kind of, it's crazy. But instead, that random 1 a.m. 18-wheeler fuel tank truck is headed straight down Main Street, and then he hits it going 90 miles per hour. Right next to her restaurant. I do love that they are like right outside the diner she works at, like downtown. Elm Streetville or whatever fucking city they live in. Springwood. And they're going like 80 miles an hour at each other. Yeah. And then like the first thing the truck driver says, which you know he's guilty, I swear I didn't see him and I definitely was going to speed limit. I was like, whoa, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's also dressed like Freddy. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. I did. And he's covered in blood, so you can't really tell if it is him or not. But then she runs up and Dan is dead in the truck because magically he's back in the truck again as if he never got on the motorcycle. And he's all bent up and his body's all messed up. And he just sits up. He's like, want to make babies? (laughs) And you're like, oh, oh God, why? But Paige, you fully still would have, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like for his safety, I shouldn't. Like, it seems like he's cracked enough bones. We don't need to add the pelvis to it. (laughs) Dislocated shoulders are even bigger than regular ones. Hey. Let me help you with that swelling. Ooh. (laughs) I got some swelling for you. (laughs) Anyway, so we cut to the hospital where she's hugging Yvonne. And Yvonne's like, hey, your boyfriend's dead. I'm so sorry. And she's just like, it was Freddy. And her friend's like, you are in shock. Yeah. This is not good. And then the doctor comes in and is like, it's pretty common in the early stages. And my brain was like, pregnant. <laughs> like, immediately. Women's psychosis is definitely because she got pregnant. Ugh. Yeah, they're like, baby make <laughs> women crazy. <laughs> <laughs> One prescription, nine months of kitchen work. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Seems like her hormones are gonna make her cuckoo mm -hmm. bananas, so we can't trust a thing she says. Well, this is why we should never have given them the right to vote. <laughs> All right, have a good night. <laughs> this is why I'm gonna violate HIPAA and call the the parents of her boyfriend. I know there's no HIPAA. HIPAA doesn't exist yet. HIPAA doesn't start till like '98 or something. It's still fucked up that he calls oh, them. It's but... very fucked up. Yeah. I wonder what medicine was like before all that. Could you just do this? Well, this happens in a bunch of movies that we've done. So, like, it happens in The Omen, remember, where they just call her husband? Yeah. We have not done Rosemary's Baby, but this happens very conspicuously in Rosemary's Baby. Oh, my God. What if I was able to just, like, fuck with... I would just be like... Oh my God, do you know what they said today? Oh my God, Becky, look at this tumor. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just be like, hey, your husband had therapy with me today. He's cheating on you. He told me. So yeah. like, good luck. <laughs> well, that's what happens in Rosemary's Baby is she's like, I'm pretty sure they're all gaslighting me. And she goes to her therapist and is like, I understand that this sounds crazy, but I feel like I'm in danger. I don't think I'm safe. And he's like, don't worry about it. I believe you. And then he calls them to pick her up. And you're like, no. <laughs> anyway, but so she finds out they're like, you're a little bit pregnant. I was like, any bit is a full bit <laughs> in that situation. It's a binary thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either yes or no. But so she's like, just stay overnight. And she's like, okay. As she goes to sleep, a little kid walks in and from somewhere else in the hospital, he's like, hi, I'm Jacob. I'm sorry your boyfriend got killed. And at this point, she's not like, you seem like a devil child. Honestly, at this point is when you get up and kick that child. Yes. But I mean, it's clearly the son, right? Like we all knew this movie's called The Dream Child. Like we knew Jacob was the dream child. Right. Dream toddler. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I didn't think Jacob was going to eat his father. So like. Very metaphorical there, I guess. Frankly, I thought this was all going to be kind of a Jacob's Ladder scenario where it was going to all be in her mind. <laughs> you know, I've never seen <laughs> Jacob's Ladder. I haven't either. But his name is Jacob, and it could have all been in her mind because dream toddler. Anyway, we cut to <laughs> Greta's house where Greta is also sad about Dan dying, which made me be like, were they fucking? Yes, she lives with Lydia Beetlejuice's house, apparently. It's all dolls. So many dolls. <laughs> Too many dolls. Greta's room is like wall-to-wall -wall dolls. Yes. It's so many dolls, guys. Yeah. Anyway, so she's super sad. Yeah. And crying in her doll room. This scene goes nowhere. We just see her with the dolls and we're like, huh, and then we cut away. The only reason we see this is so her death sort of makes sense. Or the, the way that they portray her death in the dream world in Mark's death makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, her actual death it doesn't connect with this at all. No. She just falls asleep and chokes at dinner, like... What? Yeah. How I'm probably going to die. <laughs> oh, Mama Cass. Yeah. It's just the way I lived, choking on Hot Pockets, uh, doing what I love, eating carbs <laughs> and sleeping. <laughs> the eternal sleep. She finally got to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to the next day where she's been like discharged from the hospital. And she's like, yeah, this little weird kid came by. And her friend's like, yeah, we don't have any kids at the hospital. This is an, an adult hospital. And she was just like, Maybe it was the dreams. And her friend's like, yeah, don't tell people that you're seeing people, maybe. Well, and also, like, when the, she was like, hey, kid, what's your name? She, and the kid goes, I'm Jacob. She goes, I love that name. I was like, oh, okay, that's the child for sure. We know. I love that name. I I knew a war werewolf with that name from Twilight. Oh, yeah, Twilight. Is there any famous actors named Jacob Brimley? No? That's Wilford. I don't know. There's no famous Jacobs. <laughs> 
No, Jake Johnson. He doesn't go by Jacob. No, none of them do. Most of them go by Jake. My Jacob doesn't go by Jacob. Although my mom calls him Jacob and always has. Wait, Jake's real name is Jacob? Yeah, of course. Just when I thought I couldn't love him anymore. <laughs> my mom makes a point of calling people by their fir- like their full names. I've never understood it other than I think it's, it's a, a teacher, teacher thing. Because she's been sure. a teacher forever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> because she'll be <laughs> like, he made coffee this morning. She was like, thank you so much, Jacob. <laughs> and I was just like. Okay. By the way, if you ever hear your mom call me Toddathan, now you know why. <laughs> Todd, Todd Squatch, thank you so much for this coffee. <laughs> me, Todd Squatch. Me, love PCU. <laughs> me, Todd Squatch. I can almost guarantee that when she met Mikey, she was probably, hello, Michael. <laughs> she definitely did. Yeah. She 100% was yeah, in the did. lobby of the <laughs> Opryland Hotel mm-hmm. when your dad took us to the nicest dinner I've ever eaten. <laughs> yeah, my dad will aggressively call everyone by nicknames. My mom calls full names, so they just meet in the middle somehow. <laughs> I love it. It's about balance. Yeah. Anyway, she assembles all her friends and does the exposition dump of walking around the room being like, so the nuns ran this asylum and then she got assaulted. So then he keeps killing through their dreams, but then somehow he used her to unlock it and there's a baby and everything. And they still haven't figured out the baby's dream, but like this is what she's walking around lecturing things on. But I mean, I don't think we can blame them for not realizing baby's dream because she's aggressively two and a half hours pregnant. <laughs> she like well, that is an unrealistic thing to believe this early in the pregnancy. If the movie was accurate, she would have been pregnant for some time, basically before the movie started. Sure, yeah, she might have been, and she might not have known. Like there are people. Hey, there's a whole team. TLC show of people who didn't know. What's that called? I didn't know I was pregnant. Aptly named. Oh, so they don't have like a clever name? No, no, no. I do love that TLC is like, fuck humor, all facts, let's go. (laughs) That's how we title our shows. (laughs) My husband was a surprise baby where his mom did not know. And then they had to, he was born premature and they had to rush to the hospital and survived to grow as large as he is today. And he's the kind of large that when he hugs you, you feel like the earth is hugging you. It's like that kind of (laughs) hug. Wow. Yeah. I was like, are you Jacob or are you Captain Planet? What am I getting lost in right now? And you can catch all that and more. On my new show, Pull Out Game Week. (laughs) See, that would be a much better name for Pregnant and Didn't Know It or whatever the fuck the TLC show is called. It's just Pull Out Game Week. Well, here's the thing about that TLC show, because I used to watch it all the time because I was fascinated. I was like, how? How do you not know? And most of the time... It's because people were either on a medication that either made them not have periods or irregular periods so they did not notice. Sure. Or they have PCOS or something like that that could also cause irregular periods. Yeah. So it's not that people were just like clueless. It's like there's a medical reason (laughs) why they might not have the typical signs and symptoms until it was too late. And every episode, for the most part, everyone ends up happy and healthy and and born and loved and everything and i was like i feel like this probably happens more than this show is displaying and it doesn't always turn out great uh which is very sad i'm for sure. sure yeah but the in the show they're always just like and then they cut to a playground where they're like and now she's five and you're like hooray <laughs> like, yay! what they don't tell you is they switch the kids out <laughs> oh changeling it's like on cooking shows when they like 
set one in the oven and turn around and pick it <laughs> out of another oven that's already done yeah oh speaking of cooking i made another tom cruise cake with the changes that i was going to do last time i saw jake's pictures i can't help but notice you made that the week after we left la page yeah to tell jake thank you for putting up with our shit okay that's fair because he needed that like he put up with a lot of our shit <laughs> he made me breakfast every morning for a year page Every morning for a year. I would do that. He makes a delicious breakfast. He, Jake is great at breakfast. Like, he's great at a lot of things, but breakfast specifically, very good at breakfast. You two should start your own, like, crafting B&B. That seems like a lot of work on my part. This is Mikey from Harvard, and I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Harvard here <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh -huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, so... We cut to, she goes home with her dad and he's bought her new groceries because he's like, you know, hey, you're pregnant. Let's be mindful of this. And also he's like, I hope it's a boy because I would love to hear a little boy playing in this house again. Because if you'll remember, her brother was killed in the last film. Yeah, I was oh, like, that. too <laughs> soon, dad. Your son just died. That boy's name, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wait, is it? No, I don't think I don't remember. He was the karate brother, I think. Okay, I mean, but that would not be uncommon because the brother that I lost in my family, not to bring it back to my trauma, Mikey, I do apologize. Oh. His name was Logan, and I now have a nephew named Logan. So that's not like super uncommon. Yeah, you guys could have named him Wolverine though, and just put it out. Good have. It's Rick. Rick was her brother's name. Rick! They weren't close, so she was like He was older. Yeah, he's like one of the first ones to die. I think I don't remember. It's been so long since I watched the last one. It was not memorable. He was in the karate, so like big loss. Yeah, he was the karate guy. His whole dream thing was like a full-on 12-minute karate montage. I remember with that. Freddy. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. He's like backflipping through an attic and stuff. Anyway, we cut to the dinner party that Greta is at. 
and her mom is talking to people at the party who were like, oh, I know someone at Ford Models. Like, we, we should talk to her. Her body is perfect for modeling, which is troubling. It, it very much seemed like her mom was going to offer her up sexually to these people. Yes, it did. Like, it's real uncomfortable. Yeah. It also looks like they live in, like... The Beetlejuice house. Yeah, like, it's an insane house. It's like if Liberace and Beetlejuice were roommates. Ooh, I am here for that. Hell yeah. Listen up for my fashion collab, Beetlejuice and Liberace. What's up, Beetlejuice? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh oh. That's but Tom Jones, I know. but I'm still here. For it was just it. the first like lounge singery song that came to mind, and I had to go with it. I love Liberace because my grandmother, to her dying day, insisted that he was not a homosexual, but in fact was just, air quotes, a showman. Uh, and I was like, if that's what you want to call it, fine. But, but a showman means, I think, homosexual. I mean, he was definitely both. For sure. Definitely puts on a show. Definitely had a longtime partner that he forced to get plastic surgery to look like his younger self fascinating crazy i did not know and that sentence disturbs me in a way i will soon talk about in therapy oh for sure <laughs> way to avoid your own issues loser <laughs> <laughs> did i just get bullied into actually doing the work in therapy what the fuck that was amazing all right you know what I hear you. I'll send you a check for $125,000. So do you want to talk about your brother again? No, I've got to talk about Liberace. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I figured Todd out. He brings that brother stuff up not to get to his real stuff. Liberace? <laughs> his, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. My inner Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so <laughs> while she's sitting at the table, Slips into the dream state where she is basically being force fed by Freddy. Yeah, like Matilda. Yeah, yeah, it was just like Matilda. Yeah, except it wasn't chocolate cake. And also like seven. But because of her unfortunate tininess, it only took three bites to murder her. Yeah, well, and she chokes. All right. As someone who doesn't eat a lot, like rude. Also, I debated whether I was going to tell you guys this. But Natalie and I went to Kane Prime for our anniversary, which Mikey, you know, Kane Prime, right? Yeah. It's a very famous steakhouse, yes. Yeah, it's a very expensive restaurant here in town. Did you order off the child's menu? Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> no, I got a, um, a a Wagyu sirloin thing, right? I didn't finish it. And that's what I... That's what I like debated telling you is I just I just like I got full. I couldn't finish it. He's like four ounces. It's too much. <laughs> I was, was going to say how many ounces if it was a filet. It's usually eight. But like, you know, I think it was eight. Uh, and I ate probably four and a half of them. Jesus. <laughs> Did you have sides and stuff as well before? Yeah, I had Brussels sprouts and mac and cheese and they were fine. The steak was honestly really good, but I was just pretty full. I also had a salad like I fucked it up. I shouldn't have eaten so much before uh, I got my food. I had too much salad. I couldn't eat the steak, Paige. <laughs> we, we went out for steak for work because bad shit happened at work. And so our boss took us all out for steak uh, on the company's dime. So we all ordered the most expensive thing. Hell and yeah. I ate every single piece of that steak. And also, it was, it was a really nice restaurant. And they're like, how would you like your steak? And I was like, as rare as you are willing to bring it to this table. And I cut into that shit. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yes, bitch. And then it had truffle cream Ooh. and shaved black truffles on it. Oh, 
yes i ate the whole thing all eight ounces <laughs> and we did have sides there was a whole bunch of burrata and stuff beforehand but that's my favorite rap ad lib burrata, burrata. Burrata. <laughs> i love those kind of songs but like it's not for you todd <laughs> All right, yeah, that's fair. This is cultural. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cultural rap appropriation. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I did read that one gram of uranium is 20 billion calories. So that could be what filled her up. Hang on, Mikey Nye, the science guy. What, what are you saying? One gram of uranium has 20 billion calories. So who's eating uranium? Well, no one. That's too fattening. You know, like that's too many calories. That's. I just need to know how we got here in the conversation. I'm saying she she dies of three bites. Maybe she ate uranium. It is glowing green. Mikey, I think girls would eat uranium if you ask nicely <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she gets thrust through the fridge into Alice's house where all the food molds, and then they, like, snatch the fridge shut. This is probably my favorite like of the effects it was a cool scene yeah there were some good effects all throughout this movie i will say i think the worst effect is also here yeah and that's when her mouth gets like weirdly big it doesn't really look good at all yeah but most of the effects outside of that i think do look really cool yeah yeah the the her screaming out of the fridge and then the fridge snapping shut and then opening back up and being fine i thought was really fun Mm -hmm. but so she dies at the table immediately so then gets eaten by her friend's baby's umbilical cord <laughs> she falls down the baby tube <laughs> and she sloops down the baby tube the best part is like that whole gig i was like oh my god they're going straight to hell on that like hell tunnel thing and then i was like oh it's the baby i thought it was the hell tunnel too and then you're like oh no it's the baby it's through her belly button at this point in the movie i was like wait did they fall down a butthole? I think the second time I saw it, I was like, oh, umbilical cord. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, what is a belly button if not a closed buttonhole? It's a reverse butthole. Yeah. It is. Butthole-like device, yeah. Paige, I can tell by your face <laughs> you 1,000% agree, and I will not let you say anything no. otherwise. I'm just going to go ahead and say on the record, Paige is clearly very visibly on board with what Mikey and I are saying. No. It's science, Paige. No, no. Aggressively not. Trust me, my brother's a doctor. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that knows about... Never mind. <laughs> anyway, Yvonne and Alice decide to go tell Mark. And what blows my mind is that Yvonne, up until this point, is still just like, I don't know, these murders seem random. <laughs> it is insane to, at this point, have had two close friends die. Yes. And then... Be like, no, it's got to be just random, right? That shit happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how people be murdering. We don't have good gun laws in this country. That's why only 10 people have graduated from this school of hard knocks this year. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone else died in their dreams. Nothing else is going wrong. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but so they go to tell Mark, and Mark is really upset. But Mark is immediately like, yeah, I can't explain this other than some sort of dream demon. So tell me more about it. And Yvonne leaves because she's like, this is not, I can't, right? (laughs) Alice sticks around while Mark kind of gets to sleep because he's having a rough night. And she comes in to check on him and sees that he's drawn the house and has basically ahod himself into the Freddy dreamscape. So she then stick figures herself in. And labels it. That is my favorite part. (laughs) She had to label it. That stick figure looked like a triangle with arms and legs coming out of it. She... Is aggressively the worst artist I've ever seen. Yeah. 
but it works. <laughs> yeah, it does work. And she pulls him out of the baby tube and, and then immediately abandons him when she sees Jacob and is just like, hey, let's get you back to your mom. And I'm like, girl, this is clearly a devil child. Like, what are we doing? So think about that. At one point, she was reaching her hand into her own umbilical cord into her baby. I can't. Kalima! Like an infinity infinity circle. And then she spins the top. And then that's inside her. Yeah. So it's like a inset it's like a a borealis. A an thing. aurora borealis. What, what do you call the snake that eats it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's he's thinking of Ouroboros, Ouroboros where a <laughs> snake eats itself. He's my favorite Hogwarts character. <laughs> Guys, you don't want to take Ouroboros's class. It is so boring. <laughs> Baltimore's still alive. He's fed three students to his baby self into the umbilical cord. I mean, that more or less is Order <laughs> of the Phoenix, Paige. Like, yeah. that is what happens. Oh, yeah, kind of is, huh? Although I'm going to cut all the Harry Potter talk for obvious yeah, reasons, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. But, yeah. Hey, you know, if she could just stop calling for us to kill trans people, I know, that'd be like, great. I'm not saying, unfortunately, because it's not her fault. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. It's just really turf out there to make Harry Potter jokes. <laughs> <laughs> she got sorted into the shitting door. <laughs> <laughs> she did. And with your permission, I'm going to leave some of this in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, f- feel free to leave in me shitting on her. and That's fine yeah. with me. Anyway, so at this point, she, I think, realizes that Jacob is her baby. There's no reason she should. It makes no fucking sense. But she gets Mark out of the dream thing. She gets out of the dream thing. Well, any child that finds you three times, it's yours now. That's just how law works. <laughs> it's the child redistribution system. It's kind of like getting a new cat. <laughs> it's a feral kid. You just got, if you keep feeding it in the garage, it becomes yours. Hey, my husband's out caring for our feral I know. kid right now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Anyway, so they both get out of the dreamscape. Unclear how, by the way. They're just like, we're out. Whenever the plot needs them to be in or out, they're in yeah, or out. Nothing, nothing makes, makes sense, sense ever in this movie. Right. And so Mark is like, I'm going to hit the books and find out more about Freddy Krueger. And you're like, okay. And then she's <laughs> like, I'm going to go get an ultrasound. And you're like, okay, right. <laughs> Isn't it great that both their significant others died so they could become real close friends real quick and solve a mystery? Yeah. Well, don't they have to talk about like, are you going to keep the baby because it's killing us? And she's like, I would really prefer to find another way yeah she says like it's the last thing i have of me and dan and i was like oh dan page dan is literally inside your baby inside you you've been danception <laughs> well i mean at least 23 of dan's chromosomes yeah no the baby ate dan <laughs> yes the baby also ate dan <laughs> dan is literally inside the baby i mean you're right yes and the dan is in the hole and the hole is in the <laughs> ground and holes in her stomach and the tree and the hole in the hole in the tree if if Freddie wanted her to eat all of his friends, why didn't she just give him a blowjob? Because blowjobs can't dream, Mikey. <laughs> Disagree, Paige. Yes. Semen can't melt steel dreams. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my Are we goodness. talking about the way Mark dies? Is that what happened? Oh, my God. Oh, not yet. Maybe. I no. just think the baby eating people is the weirdest concept I've ever heard about. And was unnecessary. That's how he gives him power, Mikey. You could have visually showed that and literally in infinite other ways that made more sense. Mikey, that's what they fucking want you yeah. to think because honestly, this entire movie is a metaphor for adrenochrome. Oh my God. 
follow the cue, Mikey. Yeah, be less worried about who was on Epstein's island and more about who was in Freddy's dreamscape. Oh my God. Is that what he called the island? Yeah. I don't know if I like that joke because Freddy was also a pedophile. One, two, Epstein's coming no, for you. I hate it. I hate it. I Three, hate it. Three, four, the plane is at the door. <laughs> anyway, so at this point, Alice finds Yvonne. They schedule an ultrasound. And this is where she's like, do babies dream? And I was like, oh, my God, do they think it started at conception? I have so many questions. And this is where my Google rabbit hole started. <laughs> I was like, did Asimov write this scene? Like, what are we doing? Inception. Right. If you run down the other stairs, he'll get away. <laughs> if you run through this M.C. Escher painting. So they do the ultrasound. They're like, everything seems fine, except the baby seems a little larger than normal for this, like, age, which you find out later it's because he's eating the souls of her friends. <laughs> you know, getting powered up in the womb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's drinking baby Alani news. Hell yeah. Of her friends' souls. Um, but then she falls asleep again. There's like static all over her body and Freddie is there and she's like looking at her floating baby inside her body and she's just like, no, and then wakes up and the doctor's like, what the fuck? And so she's like, I'll just go home and rest. And the doctor's like, uh-huh. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. <laughs> Hello, grandparents. <laughs> like, you might want to check into this. Yeah. Not good. But so she tells Yvonne, she's like, they were feeding the souls to Jacob. Oh my God. And Yvonne's like, girl, you need to shut up about the Eames drag because shh, they're going to commit you. I mean, I did, who's to, I'm a guy. I don't even know if that's part of pregnancy or not. I mean, I've heard of weird cravings. I don't know. Like, oh, definitely weird dreams for sure. If but you can pick up some peanut butter pickles and the souls of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to remind you that you opened this episode by saying, like, I know a fair amount of pregnancy for reasons. Yeah, Mikey. What are those reasons? Know thy enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him, Paige. I don't know if you saw this. Cock his mic for that I joke. Saw it. He like grabbed I it and got it. it real close to his mouth. He was like, I need them to hear this shit. Yeah. I need them to hear the threat. This is for the mothers in the back. <laughs> I have gone through one or two pregnancy scares in my dating life of the last however many years. And like I do a full assessment. I'm like, how much stress are you under? You've been exercising more than normal. Like, I'm like, you know, what are the things going on that can make you lose a cycle? Oh, yeah. You know, Mikey, for someone who like really wants kids, you like are clearly like, oh, I hope they're not pregnant in these moments. For me, it's stress. I lose cycles for stress all yeah, the time. Yeah, see, yeah. I mean, but also you don't want a baby with just like Say it, Mike. You know, that's on me. Say it. <laughs> I was waiting so long. It is on you. I was hoping, uh -huh. Mike, it is I was on hoping you. Paige wouldn't bail you out. I was just like, say it. Go. Say it. But also, this this is on you for not using condoms. That's a you problem. Yeah, Mike, because you should really them. bag your trash. Well, that, I do <laughs> bag everything. <laughs> bag my trash. Jesus. That was one of my roast one jokes. Joke. Yeah. yeah, I know. He writes one joke and he's not going to let it go. Uh, that wasn't even my good one, Mikey. I know. You wouldn't say it on the podcast. I would not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. So she gets home 
and she's talking to Mark and Yvonne and Mark is like I found a bunch of articles about all the other movies that have happened uh here's a bunch of stuff and then also about this this nun who was assaulted but had a baby so he has like all the exposition and he also retcons the last movie yeah completely (laughs) he's like no her grave is empty duh (laughs) idiot dummy uh anyway but Yvonne is like I'm not going to read all this microfiche that you printed out from the library I'm going to go downstairs and leave because I don't want to hear this. So as Alice like follows her downstairs, who should be there but Dan's parents who are just like, hey, you seem unstable. Can we have your baby? And she's just like, (laughs) get out. And you're like, all right. And you find out that's because the doctor called them. And I was like, that's fucked up. Well, she might technically still be a minor. It's also fucked up that they're asking to take her baby. Like, Well, here's the thing. It's like, if she's a minor, he could call her parents. Right. Not their parents. Like, right. And here's the thing. I do respect that they think they're trying to do a good thing. They are, Because yeah. it is their family. They want to support. But A, this was not the fucking time. He died like four days ago. I know. Calm down. And B... One doctor calls them and instead of checking in with her and being like, how are you feeling? You know, whatever. They're just like, give us the baby. (laughs) I like grandpa who's like, I didn't really want it. And this was like a bad idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so we cut to her and Mark who are trying to figure this out. And Mark is reading aggressively a blank book. (laughs) Just like Mikey. Yeah. (sighs) And that's your Zach Morris. Come on, man. (laughs) Anyway, she does the thing of like, stay awake and watch me while I'm asleep, which they do in every movie and never works. No one can ever stay awake when this happens. Ever. Ever. Have you ever tried to watch somebody sleep? It's boring. Well, I'm like, turn on Ancient Aliens or whatever the shit keeps me up at night. But like, ancient, why you doing- stay up to Ancient <laughs> Aliens? Hang on. I fucking love that shit. I'm right in the middle of a new documentary series on Netflix that interviews people who think they have encountered UFOs. Oh, I saw the preview. <laughs> I have questions because a lot of the stuff I was like, they're like, who would lie about this? I was like, a lot of people. Everyone would lie about this. A lot of people would lie about having seen or been abducted by aliens, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Right. The only one I kind of believe is the very first episode where they're like, so also we have this radar data. And I was like, that, okay. Right. I don't care about your eyewitness accounts, but tell me about that radar data. There's too many ring cameras and stuff now for at least in north america well that's also i would argue maybe why like people encountering aliens has vastly decreased recently there there were like huge spikes in when it would happen and we are not in the middle of one but the government keeps telling us do you think it's because they were like oh shit ring cameras just popped out we can't we can't like go back to earth until we develop cloaking technology. No, no I, th- I just think <laughs> it makes it harder to lie. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think, Mikey. Yeah, I think it <laughs> A, makes it harder to lie, or I think aliens then move on to places that don't have as much technology, and we just aren't getting those reports. Oh, Australia. I mean, there's only so much they're allowed to do in accordance with the Prime Directive, so, I mean, that makes sense. Right, yeah. exactly. They won't share their, like, food replicator technology with us, and honestly, do we even want to befriend a group of people who won't do that? Yeah. I would, yes, because I would hope that they would give that to me eventually. Anywho... Uh, He stays awake while she goes to sleep and she's going to go to the tower and try and find Amanda. 
this is one of the many scenes in this movie where she just runs down hallways for like 15 minutes. Well, and then I'm like, okay, so now you can decide where in the dreamscape you like pop you up go? in. You go, yeah. Well, she is, I believe, the dream master, right? She is. She is the dream master. She does have some control. Yeah, like that sort of checks out, yeah. But it's not her dream. No, it's her baby's dream. You're right. Right, and so like- Maybe he's a good lucid dreamer. I don't know. Jacob might be the shit at that stuff. But this is the time Alice goes to the tower, just verifies that there is a bricked up door there and then leaves, right? Right, right. <laughs> While Yvonne goes to the pool. Right. And then falls asleep. And so Freddie puts them both in the tower. But then they escape because apparently he's afraid of Amanda, but then doesn't seem afraid of her later. But then they pop back out. But while they were under is when Mark fell asleep and got fully aha. Yes. And then turns into his like cartoon superhero, the like Phantom Prowler or whatever his name is. Well, and then that's when Freddy turns into like Super Freddy and kills him. You, you Scarface limp dick. Loved that. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Loved that. <laughs> but this is also where Freddy is like, Faster than a bastard maniac. More powerful than a loco maniac. I was like, bruh. <laughs> I thought he said a local maniac. I was like, oh, just one that's nearby? Like, single local maniacs are looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say local maniac is a great band name. <laughs> I think there is a maniacs, right? 10,000. 10,000 of them. We just stopped oh, this. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, he immediately kills Mark. Like, and, and turns him into paper and then shreds him. Yeah. Uh, so she wakes up, Mark is shredded and has collapsed, had, like the shelves around him have collapsed. <laughs> and the fact that she's not suspect number one is insane. Right? She was the only one there. Police don't exist in this film. Yeah. But so Yvonne shows up and is like, I believe you now because I also ended up in the dreamscape. So what are we going to do? And she's like, I have to go home with my dad because everyone thinks I murdered a guy. But like you go to the tower in real life. I'll go in my dreams. We'll meet up there and we'll end this. Right? Right. So Yvonne goes to the tower, knocks out that one brick, looks in and is like, I think this is the place. And then we don't come back to her for like 20 minutes. I literally forgot what was happening with that whole <laughs> yeah. that whole plot. Because she had to like find rebar or maybe she already did that, but she had to use the rebar to like get all the bricks out so she could go into that room right. and watch um, Freddy's mom evaporate like Luke Skywalker. Which literally, literally, she like walks into that room, it turns, it's like a ghost face and then she just goes, Thank you. <laughs> Leaves. <laughs> Just like that was it. That and then was I was it. confused. I got confused because I was like, is this the dreamscape or real life? That was that real was life. That was real life. Allegedly. Yeah, which is nuts, right? That's real life because meanwhile, Alice is in dreamscape and fighting against Freddy with like the giant pram and pushing him down the stairs. And then they end up in like an MC Escher painting with like her and Jacob like kind of running from Freddy and running to Freddy and whatever. And then Freddy starts to get inside her. And he's already inside of her. Yeah. So he's re-inciting her. Yeah. Yes, this is where Nolan got the idea for Inception. Yes. We can say it clearly. Mm -hmm. But then Amanda shows up, right? Because Yvonne has set her free. And we, this whole time, it's been like Amanda has the power to like scare him or whatever. And I'm like, great. So she's going to show up and end this. She shows up and it's just like, oh, no. This is <laughs> like, terrible. She has no powers. She gives verbal instructions from the corner. <laughs> yes. It's wild. And she's like, Jacob, you have to help her now. And he's like, okay. And so he like pushes 
Freddy away. He like pretends to be Freddy. And he, she's like, use the power he gave you. And then vomits the souls of the people he fed him through the umbilical cord back at Freddy, which like blasts baby Freddy yes, out of Fred him. <laughs> I was like, oh, they brought yeah. the puppet back. I love yeah. that. Yeah, they, they blast baby Freddy out of him. Baby Freddy's like, ah, and like runs away. <laughs> He's doing heavy inner child work right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because then he gets like resorbed into Amanda and then tries to claw his way out of her uterus with his hand. But then Jacob gets like resorbed into Alice and Amanda's like, take your baby and go. And then Amanda, I guess, seals herself in the dreamscape with Freddy, like sacrificing herself to Freddy, yeah. trapping him in the dream world. And that is like the full final battle. But I have to say. When Alice forces Freddy out of herself in the dream world, that like effect where she they're like literally pulling each other off of each other. I thought that that shit was nuts and I sort of loved it. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, yeah. There's some cool body horror in this one. Yeah, it was really cool. There's yeah. a lot of body horror, a lot, a lot of like latex, a oh, lot yeah. of a lot of. Yeah. Um, but we cut back to the real world where she has had the baby and she and Yvonne are chilling with the baby in the park. And we then hear the little kids like singing the Freddy thing. So Freddy's still around. Right. Yeah. But then it cuts to black and we hear the thriller laugh. <laughs> it, it is aggressively the thriller laugh. And then we cut to the Freddy rap. Oh, my God. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, or as Paige says, The Dream Perfect film to start October. I also <laughs> think it was. Like, it is... Pretty fun. I understand when people say, like, comfort horror movies, because they're not, like, really scary, and this one's not super scary. And it's just, like, over-the-top silly. The body horror was pretty effective, but I wouldn't say it was, like, scary. It was just cool-looking, you know? Right. This is what Hellraiser needs to be. Oh, it wishes, man. This is the plot of a Hellraiser, but, like, not... This is the plot of Hellraiser 2, essentially. Mm -hmm. This is so much better than Hellraiser 2. I'm sorry. Like, no, Hellraiser 2 is so crazy. <laughs> I loved it. Have we done it? Yeah, remember we Paco-jetted that guy's brain with the penis snake? Yeah, that's true. We Actually, did. Hellraiser does, 2 might be better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They make as much sense. They make as much as much sense. Yeah. Which is to say they make no sense. <laughs> they make it no sense, sir. I love it. Uh, well, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do have a few fun facts, yes. Hell yeah. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Nightmare fun, fun facts. facts. Now, obviously, uh, if you want to hear more about Nightmare as a an entire franchise and facts about everything, Never Dream Again, the documentary is always a, a place to go. We're only going to cover a small amount of fun facts. Uh, but first of all, as we alluded to, Robert England plays both Freddy Krueger and Freddy's biological father in this film. Uh, basically, you know, the part where he looks like the teacher from Urban Legend. Uh, so, <laughs> Well, without the Freddy makeup on. Yeah, he's one of the 10,000 maniacs in the nun scene with Amanda. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, if you'll recall, the last movie was directed by Rennie Harlan. He does not return for this movie because he was too busy directing Die Hard 2. <laughs> oh, shit. Die Hard 2 is like... It's one of the best movies of all time. It's insane, and I love it. It's great. Now, uh, the producer of the first four films and the next film uh, was in involved of pre in pre-production of this movie, but then abandoned because she was busy with other projects and then criticized the film for being too serious. 
Um, and she <laughs> said that this was concerned with more visual than plot. I mean, that's probably fair, honestly, for this movie. But True. it didn't yeah. make me not love it. Yeah. Uh, and allegedly also Eric Anderson in Never Sleep Again was disappointed that they edit out more of Greta's death scene. So apparently that went on much longer and then was edited out. So the co-writers, John Skip and Craig Spector, uh, wrote a draft. But the only thing from their draft that actually kind of survived the finished project was Freddie saying it's a boy after his resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie does not do well uh, because it's up against Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, which <gasps> we haven't covered yet, but maybe we'll do soon. You know, if there's a Friday 13th in October. Yeah, I mean, whenever we come to another month that has a 13th that's also a Friday, we'll do it. I mean, I don't even know when there's one coming up. So, like, we'll see if it ever yeah, happens. Yeah, it's not like we're recording it tomorrow. <laughs> Literally tomorrow <laughs> night, yeah. It's not like I have to get off here and start watching it immediately with candy corn that I bought earlier for this specific purpose. Oh, my God. I, I got candy-covered candy corn where it was, like, fruity-flavored candy what? corn. It was so fucking good. Candyception. Candyception. Yeah. Also out at the same time was Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, also not a fave uh, amongst many. And But those were all out the same year, and they all do badly. <laughs> Um, the only one of those franchises that had a bigger failure prior to this year was when Halloween three season of the witch came out, which again, best one. So much. Fun. It is. I love that movie. But people hated this so much that spoiler, they kill Freddy in the next movie. But again, they kill Freddy in every movie. So like, whatever. I was like, he died in this movie, Paige. No, he gets trapped yeah. in his mom's utero. But they've killed him in other movies. too. Yeah. So it's whatever. Yeah. Dream Warriors killed him best. Yeah. Uh, now, there's an unrated cut of the film that has longer versions of both Dan's and Greta's deaths, which I don't know how you could go longer with Dan's, but... Jesus. He woke back up at the party. Now he's taking a boat. <laughs> he's on the bus. <laughs> uh, but it's only ever made it onto VHS or Laserdisc. So if you happen to have a copy of the original VHS release or on Laserdisc, that's where you can see that longer version. Uh, the closest it got to being on DVD and Blu-ray uh, were the snippets that they show in the Never Sleep Again documentary because apparently there are problems with the original film masters. So if you have those original VHSs, hang on to them. Okay. Now, Leslie Boehm first pitched the idea of a Freddy baby for the first film. What? Yes. Yeah. His pitch for the first film, like when he was pitching Nightmare on Elm Street, in general, his pitch included telling one of the executives who was pregnant at the time to imagine Freddy's claws tearing out of her body. And they bought that movie. The 80s was a wild time. It was a wild time. God. Wild time. They had less than a year to make this film. Yeah, that shows. It was, yeah. And they basically thought up a title and ran with it. Nobody had any idea what the dream child was or why the poster had Freddie levitating a crystal ball with a fetus inside because they had not finished the script yet. They what? did the poster before they finished the script. Oh, my God. Now, again, this wasn't they considered for the first film, so they had something to jump off with. Yeah. Uh, and so they brought in a story that Alice and Dan's unborn child be taken over by Freddie. Freddy, but their script was not liked by the crew, like by the producers and the other crew. Uh, so they brought another writer in who rewrote all of it. Uh, the only thing from their original script was that it's a boy, but everything else gets rewritten. Um, now, that script wasn't entirely to the director's liking either, 
but the writer was unavailable unavailable for rewrites. The writer, by the way, is Leslie Bone. That's the one who kind of redoes it. Um, but they were unavailable for rewrites, so they brought in another writer, David J. Show, who was hired and managed to create a screenplay that most of the key players were happy with, but they had a ton of last-minute revisions that were done by one of the producers because Show was also unavailable to work on rewrites because instead he was working on the screenplay that would eventually become Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Now, the scene where Freddy's arm turns into a number of red and green tarantulas was a nightmare to shoot because the tarantulas are real tarantulas and they were painted red and green and they did not like that. And they were trained to move in certain ways, but they could only do one take because the tarantulas were very angry at being painted and very aggressive. And nobody knows what happened to the spiders after because they soon disappeared. Uh, some even believe they disappeared into the studio office. There were rumors of seeing rogue tarantulas for weeks afterward. <laughs> the shooting was a mess. As I mentioned, they had less than a month to make this film and then another four weeks to edit and only two sound stages to do all of that. Um, they did get everything done on time, but the experience left him so stressed and burnt out that he almost turned down his next project, Predator 2. What? No. The director did Predator 2? Yes. Like, after, no. like right after this, yes. he must have gone to that. Yes, almost immediately. Oh my yes. God, I love it. That's amazing. Yep. Uh, the reason that they cut Greta and Dan's deaths down is because they were considered so disgusting that audiences could not sit through them. So... They cut it down to avoid an NC-17 rating, and it got horrible reviews. Um, they tried to be darker and edgier, but people just said the film was needlessly mean-spirited. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't even have enough in it to be mean-spirited, right? but whatever. Now, here are some things that could have happened with this movie that didn't. Both Stephen King and Frank Miller were offered the opportunity to write and direct the film. Both <laughs> turned it <laughs> down. They originally had different, uh, like a different setup of the friends. So Greta, Mark, and Yvonne were not in the original script. Uh, the friends were Dean, Jen, and Ginger. Dean becoming Dan, obviously. Uh, Jen was a combination of Yvonne and Mark. Uh, where she was an artist who was a sculptor and Freddie would kill her in a warped version of her studio by animating her scrap metal statues and causing an explosion with her kiln. Uh, Ginger was kind of a prototype of Greta and actively suffered from bulimia uh, and had an actual manager, like a modeling manager instead of a stage mom. And she actually would have died much later in the film. That actually sort of stays pretty true to what Greta ended up being. A little bit, except her death would have turned her into a, a fat pig monster who would then vomit blood. Okay. Don't love that. Yeah, but they thought it was too similar to Tina's death from the first movie. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and so they did mm. not do that. Uh, so they were originally going to explore more of Freddie's backstory about how his mother gave him up for adoption and how he was bullied as a kid and a very abusive mother superior leading to his desire to hurt others, kind of like Silent Night, Deadly Night, <laughs> but that was cut out. And Amanda Kruger would have had uh, a segment where Alice called her out for abandoning and shaming her for abandoning her baby. And I was like, um, and being responsible for how he turned out. And I was like, no, girl, she is a victim of assault. Like, yeah, I understand her giving up that baby. Yeah, that's uh, hey, that is some trauma. You cannot blame her for that one. Um, the other 
part was that there was going to be basically a twilight pregnancy in this movie. So what? I know y'all are not as familiar. The imprint? But in, well, in Twilight, her pregnancy progresses much more rapidly because it's part vampire. In this movie, her pregnancy was going to advance more rapidly because of the souls that Freddie was feeding her unborn child. So there's like some <laughs> of that in this movie. I love it. But... The, the only thing is that part about a baby being too large, but a allegedly she was supposed to go from conception to like almost full blown baby by the end of this movie in a, a matter of days. But in the original script, Dan learned that she was pregnant and they were planning on what to do together afterward. But additionally, in the original script, Freddie was going to possess her fetus so that when she gave birth to him, Freddie would then take on a human form in our corporeal world again. But those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. Now, this movie came out in 1989, as we mentioned before. What do you think the production budget was for Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, in 1989? Uh, budget, I'm going to say the budget was $2 million. Okay, Mikey, what do you think? 1.2. I am so happy to tell you that the budget for this movie was $6 million. <laughs> oh, and if no. you adjust that for inflation, that is almost $15 million today. It's $14.8 million today. Now, this movie came out on August 11th, 1989, or it was that weekend. And it was number three that weekend. It was beat by Parenthood. The number two movie was a little-known movie that Mikey loves called The Abyss. Yeah. Number three was obviously the movie we did today, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Number four was Turner and Hooch, and number five was When Harry Met Sally. Good time for movies. What do you think this movie made in, in its opening weekend? I'm going to say opening weekend, it was number three. Yep. I'm going to say it made eight million. Okay. I'm going to say five. Paige is almost exactly right. It's 8.1 million dollars. It was in the theaters for, it looks like four weeks total. Um, and it was never again in the top five. But what do you think this movie brought in domestically at the box office? Which, it didn't get a worldwide release, so this would be its worldwide as well. 23. Okay. 35. Page is very close again. It was 22.1, which if you adjust for inflation would be right around $54.8 million today. But that is your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, our scary scale listener to a scale of 1 to 10 of how scary a film was when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Page, I think I know everybody's... Thing. It's a one. It's a one for me. Todd. Same. It is a one for me as well. And it's a one for me. And that's our scary scale. So this week, you all made us watch Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. What are you making us watch next week? Next week, we have not visited this franchise in a long time. Ooh. And as Mikey and I were walking around Horror Nights and there's a new one coming out, we were like, oh, shit, we got to catch up. So next week, we are doing Saw 2. Oh, shit. If you're keeping score at home, I believe there's 11. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's 10. 10's the new one. Oh, 10 is the new one. 10's <laughs> yeah, the new we've one. Only okay. done and one. we've only done one yeah, of the yeah. entire run of the show. So that's, uh, honestly, the reveal of the end of Saw, like, blew my mind when we watched it for the podcast. Although, I don't think either of you were on that episode. No. We were not, and I will tell you, none of them are as good as that first one. <laughs> oh, I'm sure not. Yeah. I don't remember any of the sequels, so I'm excited. Like, if we do go down this road, it'll be fresh eyes. Nice. Well, your homework for next week is to start down that road of Saw sequels as we move into Saw 2. Take it from Saw to scene. <laughs> so, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? 
Yeah, I actually picked one out, I guess, earlier. Well, whose review are you going to read this week? Damiz. What does Damiz have to say? Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> okay, love it. I found this podcast on a whim, and so thankful I found it. It's hands down one of the most entertaining movie review podcasts ever, along with Romancing the Pot. Aw. Why, thank you. The chemistry between the hosts has some serious unmatched energy. Paige is the queen with her awesome fun facts. Todd is the virgin, and it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Rude. Oh, okay. Oh, this one's nice. Mikey is the reason I stuck around. Aww. Aww. Now I know why you read this review. I get to do this. His background work immediately made me feel comfort and accepted, and his laugh is incredibly contagious. But I overall, I love hearing the different opinions and views on the on my favorite genre. This podcast is 10 out of 10 and comes with a side of hilarious banter, endless jokes, and the best host ever. Thank you for all you do. Five stars. Well, thank you so much for that five-star review, and if you want to leave us a five-star review, we'll have Mikey read it for you. And I'm going to go ahead and read one of our most recent Spotify comments under the talk to me episode rooksy 22 says don't worry mikey i believe in you you could totally destroy a roo hell yeah and a loo <laughs> so i think there are at least one person out there who thinks you could take on a kangaroo or wants to see you fail at it but if you want us, you want to leave us some uh, Spotify comments, we might read them on the podcast, guys. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige. Page Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm -hmm, than the mm -hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable, that's fine, but if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash virgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box, so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been, like, driving her crazy. So how has Tia's teenager been driving her crazy this week? She keeps eating people's souls and growing in size. Oh, do not love that. Listen, Tia, you got to knock that stuff out early. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch 
a video. So I'm going to steal your screen right now and make you do just that. Here it is. It's Heart Stairway to Heaven at the Kennedy Center Honor Honors for Led Zeppelin. So I think it's the band Heart doing Stairway to Heaven. Okay. And oh, dude, nice. Super excited to hear this because that dude who's the lead singer of Heart, oof. I'm just um, I'm just joking, Paige. <laughs> I do love Heart. Heart is fucking awesome. No joke. I was watching a, an episode of the Sunny in Philadelphia podcast, and they have like a legit argument over who's the best rock vocalist. Oh, and the guy who plays Dennis was like the lady from Heart. She has oh, the she's fucking amazing voice, and she has a killer she fucking voice. She is fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, Barracuda. Yes, fucking legendary. But also, uh alone she, they, they sing alone and like i know you you'd be hard-pressed to find people who can sing that people attempted at karaoke and fail all the fucking time all the time oh heart slaps so hard it is yeah they're so good and alone is probably one of my favorite songs like ann wilson is insane yeah it's a great song god she's so good dude like it's showing yeah. led zeppelin like just reacting to her singing it and they're like crying and like clapping yes. along like holy shit also, like, the back half of Stairway to Heaven slaps. I don't care who you are. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so it's not the best song in the world. It's just a tribute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is just a tribute. This actually is just a tribute. Yeah, although it's the same song. Holy shit, though. I would listen to Heart cover tribute. I would, too. I need to go download a bunch of Heart after this. Sometimes when, like, Natalie and I are cooking dinner, we'll just turn on Heart and, like, we'll sing oh. alone while we're cooking dinner. It's such a good song. She, and she is insanely good. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing that honestly awesome video with us. Uh, and uh, obviously, thank you so much for the support. We now return you to another episode of The, the Patrioticals. Patrioticals. Till now, our stories always had a plot. Then Mikey did this nonsense for you people. Oh, I like this. Get a theme song. Cut that out. In the forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay i should keep notes yes you it would be a different it'd be a different kind of segment if i did if i remember correctly the land of the giants was a trap and three of our characters combined into one oracle type character okay i can't wait to find out if you remember which ones combined yes aaron the good okay, witch okay river moon the bad witch okay and vixen avery combined into some Megazord Witch. Yes, it looks <laughs> like the thing from Evil Dead Rises. Oh, Ooh. shit, that is freaky looking. And so they have an orb that looks like an eye, but they still have their regular eyes, too, because we're not, like, we're reinventing the wheel. I knew you were going to, like, work it in somehow. I asked you about it last week, and you were like, no, but I knew. I've been thinking about it <laughs> for the for the last Seconds. 10, 11, 12 seconds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have decided that River Moon's evil crystal ball, which we have not mentioned, but it has definitely existed off screen. 100%. Is now the eye. Yes. Yeah. And so they're like, what up, people, party people? We're going to fuck you up. <laughs> and so they start. <laughs> they got all the magic. And so, uh, oh, I like, okay, I've got the whole plot for the whole thing now. Okay, let's go. Uh, for like the next seven episodes. It just, it all just came to me in a flash of brilliance that I will forget next week. Uh, they're like, so Isaac charges with his 
he picks up sexy Caleb, sex caliber and he's like isaac put me in that woman of three people and you're like whoa that's weird but yeah he means stab them let's go <laughs> and then the crystal ball lightnings isaac and he like falls down kate throws the bodies of the giants and they incinerate them with their evil ball nice and then also fuck kate up like a <laughs> like a magical black smoke from lost monster comes out of it and then wraps around her and throws her to the ground and she loses consciousness why did you say that like you were all of a sudden becoming a wrestling announcer is that bad? No, I think you can do the rest as <laughs> Dreskel, the Iron Man suit, flies, and he's using his pew, pew, pew. <laughs> like a sentinel from the X-Men cartoon, Mikey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows the different sound effect for it, guys. I loved it. Uh, I did fully work for them. They rejected it, but I did it. <laughs> The big smoke monster grabs him and slams him to the ground repeatedly like a toy. And then he loses consciousness as well. (laughs) Oh, shit. And everybody else is like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And so Boezy picks Allie up, who is a mermaid. And that's not really relevant for this episode, but you should know it. Uh, Jeremy with the laser eyes also grabs onto her fin and was like, take me with you. <laughs> Mr. Rage Bomb's throwing fireworks to try to blind him and also jumping on the jet ski. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha and Karoon are like, where's our fucking children? That is that still a plot going on? Yes, it is. And they're, like, like, they're like, yes, the children are revealed to all be in a cage behind them with other giants in you know guarding their prison yes all coming together (laughs) (laughs) and the and karoon they are knocked unconscious by the black smoke monster and put into the same prison as their children oh no well at least they're reunited yes sunzi the ai robot (laughs) that has turned into a tin man that is only quality I have is that it annoys the rest of the characters <laughs> is with James Airy and uh, James reaches in to Jay's pack, the magical pack that brings anything you want and pulls out Madeline's gesture magically <laughs> <laughs> and he attaches to her like a spider monkey and she cartwheels us <laughs> off down the beanstalk back to the fairy god world and then fairy god world Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever it's called, Sunzi. Well, it's called that now. <laughs> Sunzi's like, "Let me on your jet ski," and Bowie's like, "Fuck off, Sunzi!" And then they leave him behind. I'm gonna get rusty. <laughs> Isn't he Tin and Man? Then, um, yeah, he's the Tin yeah. Man. And so he turns and like it's fade to back black on that scene. Like we don't know what happens to him with those people. Oh, the one, the three Oracle Witch evil people. Yeah. Anyway, back on the castle, yeah. uh, the jet ski arrives. Wes, the handsome dude, is like, what has happened? Madeline the jester came tumbling down that beanstalk. And then Libby the queen hears of all the troubles and is like, we have to de- we have to get the fuck out of fairy world. This was only fun for a couple of months, but now it's too much and those people have become super evil. I really didn't care about the missing 18 to 17 to 19 children. I don't know which number it is. But now it's important. So we got to think of a plan to get out of here. And that's when the episode ends. Good night. Well, I guess I'll have to wait till next week to see if they remember to think of a plan for next week. 
on another episode of The, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Dream Todd alert. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, Paige. I loved it. All right.